Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Good morning, everyone. So uh, we've got a very special guest today. Just a reminder for those of you joining us that uh, this is a call-in show. So if you have questions for my guest that I'll introduce here in a minute, uh, the number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. I'm honored to have actually Dr. Ivan Meisner with me today. So those of you that don't know Dr. Meisner, I'll do a quick introduction here. He's the founder and chief visionary officer of BNI, Business Networking International, which is the largest business networking organization globally. Founded in 1985, the organization now has over 8,500 chapters throughout every populated continent of the world. Last year alone, and these are staggering numbers, BNI generated 9.1 million referrals, resulting in $13.1 billion worth of business for its members. Dr. Meisner's PhD is from the University of Southern California. He's a New York Times bestselling author with 22 books, and we're going to talk about another one coming out uh, later this year. He's also a columnist for Entrepreneur.com and has been a university professor as well as a member of the Board of Trustees for the University of Laverne. Called the father of modern networking by CNN and one of the top networking experts by Forbes, Dr. Meisner is considered to be one of the world's leading experts on business networking and has been a keynote speaker for major corporations and associations throughout the world. He's been featured in the LA Times, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, as well as numerous TV and radio shows including CNN, the BBC, and the Day Show on NBC. Among many awards, he has been named Humanitarian of the Year by the Red Cross and was recently the recipient of the John C. Maxwell Leadership Award. He's also proud to be the co-founder of the BNI Charitable Foundation. He and his wife Elizabeth are now empty nesters with three adult children. Oh, and in his spare time, just because he has a bunch of that, uh, he's also an amateur magician and a black belt in karate. Welcome to the show, Dr. Meisner. Thank you, Oliver. I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thanks for being here. So let's jump right in it. So uh, can I call you Ivan? And, and of course, we're going to yes, have some callers. They pay if, you're okay if please they call too. you Ivan? So um, of course. Let's, jump right, let's jump right in. The, tell us a little bit how everything got started. I mean, this is a massive organization that you started. It adds so much value to the business owners that are part of the organization. And it all started with, uh, I believe, one little group. It did, and I think the, the lessons learned here can um, apply to any small business. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, this is my story, but it's a story, I think, of many entrepreneurs in North America. Um, I think BNI is a great example of necessity being the mother of invention. Uh, you know, I, I would love to tell you that I had planned on having a global organization, but I, I just put together some friends who I trusted, and they trusted me. And we got together and we passed each other referrals. And the way BNI operates, you only have one person per profession in a chapter. So someone came who couldn't join the first chapter and she asked if I would help her open a second chapter. And Oliver, I actually said to the first couple of people, no, this isn't what I do. I'm, I'm a business consultant. And, you know, I don't, I don't run networks. They said, what is the kind of consulting? You, you, you help me build my business. 
So I agreed and opened a second chapter. And at that second chapter, people came and they said the same thing. And I opened a third and a fourth. I ended up opening 20 chapters in the first year, honestly, by accident. I mean, I didn't have a plan at that point. But that's when the lightning bolt hit, that we're not teaching this in colleges and universities anywhere in the world. And, no, we're not. And we need, to, we, we need to do that. And what struck me, and this is the part where I think anyone in business can learn from, is that when I realized that there was a, a desperate desire on many business people to learn how to build more business to referrals and that I had stumbled on it, that I had to pay attention to that, that um, I needed to create a strategy and a plan to scale that. So the next 10 years really were me uh, learning the systems and processes through trial and error to scale the business. And as you said, we now have 8,000 500 chapters. And actually, I, I could tell you, um, we, I get a daily report on the number of chapters in the organization. And as of yesterday morning, it was 8,556 uh, chapters in 73 countries. And that's part of the scaling is you've got to know your numbers. I mean, really get granular and know your numbers. I, I completely agree. As as you know, um, you know my company is Sonic Coaching, and so we do um, executive and and business coaching. And I'm shocked how often I walk into an organization, and some of them quite large, where they don't know their numbers. You know, and and the first thing I'll say is, you know, okay, so you know how are you know how are your numbers? How are your revenues? What were profits? Sometimes they can't even give me those numbers. Um, and yeah. then from there, you know, as we dig deep and we get a little bit more granular, it's, it's okay. So what are your closing ratios and, and, you know, how many people are you, or organizations are you talking to? And they have no idea. I mean, I just had it happen last week. I asked a pretty significant sized company with a sales force and I said, so, you know, what's your closing ratio? And they took a guess. And, and what I said to them was, you know, you have to know your numbers. And if you're guessing, I'm going to guess you're estimating high and it's probably lower than you think. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. I agree with that. It, 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 people do have a tendency to um, uh, embellish, even in their own mind, uh, what, uh, what their numbers are. And sometimes it's very, very sobering to actually sit down and discover your, your, your closing ratio if, if you're in a business, as most are, that they're, they're, they're very sales-oriented. You've got to know those numbers. I, I completely agree, and and I've you know I've always I've been in sales and marketing my whole life, and if you don't know the numbers, you really don't know where you're going. And so, 2016, I want to congratulate you. You won um, a very um, outstanding award, the John C. Maxwell Leadership Award, and and along with that came ten thousand dollars to the BNI Foundation that you and your wife started, uh, Beth. Yeah. And so, how did it feel to win that award? Well, it was uh, it was very humbling to be honest with you. Um, you know, John is uh, clearly a, an icon in, in the field of leadership, and um, to have been nominated and to have won was um, was uh, was amazing. I've had an opportunity to go back uh, and speak at the Maxwell Organization, and uh, John has an amazing uh, operation uh, of um, leadership uh, coaches uh, who who um, well he he. he he practices what he preaches as a leader. He's an amazing leader. Absolutely. And so let's talk a little bit about leadership. So, you know, there's always that age-old question, you know, are leaders born or are they made? So what do you think? 
Well, I think it's it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, it's like are salespeople born or are they made? Are managers born or are they made? Well, managers you think you'd be trained, but I think you can you can do both. I I studied um, under Warren Bennis at the University of Southern California. He was um, on my doctoral committee, and in his day, he was the John Maxwell in the uh, in the world. Um, you know, he had written a number of books on leadership. And I think one of the things that I learned from him is that um, no matter where you come in at the game, whether you're a horrible leader or a great leader, you can improve. And so you can be made into a better leader. Uh, some people do have some have natural skills at it, um, but most also have some things that they're really doing wrong. And so learning how to become a better leader um, is, I think, so it's a lifelong process. It's a journey, not a destination. It's not something that, oh, I'm there. I'm a great leader. I don't need to learn anything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and I concur with you because I get asked that question a lot as well. So I love to ask the question when I'm speaking to somebody that's been in leadership and, and you know, speaks on leadership. And uh, I, I agree. I think there's leaders that are, you know, that definitely are born more with the characteristics and then leaders can be made as well. And so, well, let, let's, know, let's talk about the characteristics because uh, yeah. Dr. Bennis, he just tore me up in my doctoral de- uh, um, defense and, and about the whole thing of characteristics. Um, and he said to me, he said, I, I was talking about the characteristics of a leader. And he said, okay, so are these all the characteristics of a great leader? And I went on with more, you know, waxing eloquently on all these characteristics of a leader and said, okay, there are more. And I'm like, what are you, there's a couple more. And so, you know, I gave him everything I could think of of the characteristics of a great leader. He said, fantastic. Now, do you have to have all those characteristics? Well, no. Well, which ones are more important? Well, I, I, <laughs> and then I started to stumble. <laughs> well, I don't know. It really depends on the individual. Do you know anyone who had hardly any of those characteristics but was a great leader? I thought really hard, and actually I did. There was one person that I knew who was a great leader, but he didn't have any of the characteristics I named. And I said, well, yeah, kind of. And he said, look, you're completely wrong in your answer. I'm sure that didn't feel very good. What's that? I'm sure that didn't feel very good. No, no. But years (laughs) later, I saw uh, Bennis. I got to tell you a story later when I'm done about bumping into him years later. But he tore me up. And he said, look, characteristics, characteristics are secondary um, to being a great leader because whatever characteristics you have, I mean, there are some basics. There's, you know, a union card of honesty. You know, if, you, if you're a liar, yeah. you're probably not going to make a great leader. But th- there are some um, uh, basics. But beyond that, most of the characteristics that, like, that people might think, like outgoing and uh, somebody who uh, is motivating and you know, the, the obvious things, he said, look, um, the truth is they become secondary. You, there are other skills that are m- more, more general sounding that, that you have to have in order to be a great leader. And then you, you pick and choose those characteristics that are your strong points and you run with those. And not every great leader has the same characteristics. And as a matter of fact, there are some really good leaders who you wouldn't think of. They've got characteristics like they're quiet. They're very systematic. But they can be a great leader, and yet you don't necessarily think of that, those terms in leadership. And so he just he schooled me um, <laughs> very, uh, very, very adamantly uh, during my 
doctoral defense. Years later, I ran into him at a, at a as a matter of fact, a storytelling event at uh, Peter Goober's home, uh, the president of Mandalay Entertainment. He was working a book on storytelling, and he, and it was 20 years later that I saw him. He said, you were very familiar, and I said, just after finish, you, you were on my doctoral committee. And he looked at me and he said, <laughs> I swear, he said this already, was I mean to you? <laughs> I said, pardon? He said, was I mean to you? And I said, well, Dr. Bennis, you were pretty tough. <laughs> he said, I, I'm, let me just apologize. And, and I said, why? He said, well, if, when you get a doctoral degree from the University of Southern California, it's like boot camp. If you can't stand up to the intellectual and academic rigors of the field, then we won't give you a degree. And he said, so I had to put these poor kids through the ringer, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And, uh-huh. and I, you know, if I, whatever I said, I apologize. I had a whole different view of him after that conversation, almost 20 years later, as to who he was as a person. I saw him as the professor issuing a doctoral degree. But as an individual, he's an amazing guy. Wow. So, and a great so- now moving the great story thank you so now moving forward you know are you you know a couple of decades later apologizing to some of your students you're bumping into well i haven't uh, given anyone a doctoral degree so uh, oh, okay so you're good I, I probably don't have to put them through, <laughs> through that ringer um but yeah there were certainly students that i had when i taught um that i you know i hold them accountable and accountability is i think uh, one of the one of the things that if you want to build a scalable business, you have to build in accountability into into your uh, into your operation. And certainly, yes, you do. I hold students accountable and uh, employees accountable. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and you know, as as you know, I was uh, a member of uh, of BNI for a number of years. In fact, eight years. Yes. And uh, you know, the strong systems and the accountability that went with it was really what made it work. And so, yeah, it, it, accountability is one of our core values. Go ahead. Right. Now, just to wrap up the leadership question, you know, I I had an opportunity to contribute a, a book chapter in a book called With Excellence a, a few years back, and you know, I've I found that one of the the foundations almost of great leadership is they they realize they have to be of service. Would you agree? Yes. Not the other way around. I do agree. You know, because. Because we well, see leaders. I, agree. I think uh, you know the, the whole concept of host leadership is a sound concept, um, and it's certainly one that you see in a number of places. Here, here's two that you don't hear about too much, which I think are really, really important. Um, one is uh, adaptive capacity, and the second is contextual intelligence. So, let's start with the second. Yeah, um, you have to understand the context of the environment that you're working in, and, and, it, and it may vary. And let's take BNI as an example. When I, the context of when I started BNI was I was looking for referrals for my consulting business, and I wanted to help my friends. That was the context. And I wasn't seeing the business um, beyond that. You know, I was seeing it as a way of me getting referrals and helping my friends. But the adaptive capacity comes in when you, you understand the context. You see something within the context that then allows you to uh, adapt. You have to have the ability to adapt to the current scenario and change your behavior and focus. These are two things in leadership that are almost never discussed. No, they're not. Textual intelligence and adaptive capacity, and yet I think they're critical. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because as a leader, if you're not adaptable or, or let's call it flexible, um, things aren't going to go well, right? Because you can't be that regimented, rigid leader and still be able to move your team into wherever you need to get them. So uh, you're, we need to head, we, you're absolutely right. We need to head into a break, so uh, we're going to do that. Before we head into break, I uh, just want to remind our listeners that uh, if you have a question for Dr. Meiser, uh, otherwise known as Ivan, uh, give us a call. The number is 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-479-0. We'd love to hear from you, so we're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit SonicCoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at SonicCoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner. To reach the show today, call us at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. And we're back. For those of you just joining us, we have Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of Business Network International, otherwise known as BNI, a global organization that helps business owners to to grow their businesses, create relationships, all through referral marketing. So, Ivan, you know, before the break, we we talked a lot about leadership. But as as we come out of this, you know, I, I'm sure we've got listeners who've got businesses. You know, they're at various sizes or levels, and they're thinking about scaling. And so, I mean, you started with a, you know, a group of people you knew in a coffee shop and uh, from there, you know, grew into a massive organization. There had to be some, some learnings along the way. Can we talk about those? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've got uh, a ton I can give you. First, uh, you've got to learn to work on your business, not in your business. Uh, one of the books that really helped me with that 
is a book that I'm sure you're familiar with called The E-Myth by Michael yes. Gerber. The E-Myth. One of my favorite entrepreneurial books. Myth. Yeah, and I'll tell you what's great about that book is uh, I read the book, I really applied it. I was doing a radio interview once, and I said, and people ask me, so you know, what, did, what did you do in the early days? I talked about the E-Myth and how the E-Myth talks about systems and processes. And Gerber was listening to the show and called me up. Um, we met, and we've been friends now for almost a decade. Um, it, it's, you, never, you never know who's listening to these radio shows. It's really awesome. Um, so create systems. You, gotta, you have to create uh, systems in your business. Um, you've got to write everything down. Write everything down as though you're going to franchise your business, even if you don't plan on franchising your business. These are some of the things that I learned uh, from the email. Um, here's another one that, that you know, it's, when I say this to audiences, they, their heads bob up and down like bobblehead doll behind a car. You've you got to set goals. And people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, i got to set goals. But here's something that most people don't talk about. When you set those goals, reverse engineer the goal. Reverse engineer the goal. That means you take that goal and you um, back off from it. So let's say I have a goal to hit certain uh, number of revenues in 12 months. So then where are you going to be at 11 months, at 10 months, at 9 months, at 8 months, at 7 months? Where are you going to be next month? So what happens is people set goals and it's like three, four months away from the end of the year and they're like, Oh, yeah, I set those goals. I'm like, where are they? Oh, man, I'm nowhere near. Well, you gotta, you, you got to get granular with those. So you reverse engineer all your goals so that you can get them, um, so you know your numbers better, which is one of the things we talk about. Know your numbers. Really, really know your numbers. Here's one that a lot of people don't talk about in scaling your business. If you're the, if you're the, particularly if you're the owner or manager, you've got to master your calendar calendar can the tail cannot wag the dog you must master your calendar so here's here's a technique i use to master my calendar i color code everything so it tells me whether i'm doing the things i should be doing or the things i have to be doing for example i do a lot of my my goal now i I, off air we were talking about what i'm doing now and i'm sort of the colonel sanders of bni i I am the spokesperson for bni so i do you know, writing, I do speaking, I do uh, media. That's my role. And so I do variations in color and all of those. So I can look at my calendar at a glance and know immediately whether I'm doing the things I should be doing or not. Uh, if, something's in, if something's in red, that's bad, very bad. It usually involves lawyers or accountants or something. <laughs> you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, now we've insulted all the lawyers and accountants listening. Of course, we're, you know, we're joking. Um, you know, uh, our lawyers litigation and accountants lawyers, are in red. Are in red. <laughs> everybody, everybody else, I'm joking. Litigation lawyers, I'm not joking. No, because I, you know, I, I've been on the other end of that too, and, and it's not a lot of fun, right? So no. um, I was going to say, you know, we color code everything here at Sonic as well. We color code absolutely everything. So anything to do with the show is orange, our clients are purple, and, and we just go on from there. So, that's a great strategy. It's a way to manage uh, your time more effectively and to know whether you're doing the things you should be doing. If I see a, a day that's in a whole lot of other colors, then, then I'm, I, re- I got to realize, look, tomorrow's going to be different because, you know, this is not, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing the things that are, it's usually some variation of green. It's, it's to the point where my wife, when I get up, 
to go to my office in the morning. She says, you know, I hope you have a green day today. <laughs> she knows <laughs> that my, the green, the various shades of green are the colors I'm looking for. Here's a big one. Here's a big technique, scaling your business. This, this is the number one mistake people make. Don't do this. So let's let them, let's let them wait, Ivan, with bated breath because okay. we do have a caller. And uh, so why don't we take our caller? So we've got Justin on the line. Hi, Justin. Hi, Oliver. Hi. How are you? Uh, Dr. Meisner. Hi, Justin. Call so, me Ivan, uh, please. So, so uh, tell, us a little been... bit about, tell us a little bit about uh, just quickly, you know, what business are you in, Justin, and, uh, and then your question for Ivan. Uh, I own and operate an IT company here in Calgary, and I have been a member of BNI going on five years or more at this point. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I, I found it to be a fantastic. I've been a member of of many other networking organizations, and I found that BNI is the one that definitely supports its members the most. Um, my Thank question you. for Ivan is: uh, our our chapter is currently going through the Diamond Growth Program. Uh, we have a bunch of new people, and I'm wondering how would you go from visibility to profitability with a group of new people? That's a fantastic question, and and the answer can apply in or outside of BNI. It's very BNI centric um, uh, question, but I'm, I want to try and make it broad so that other people can benefit as well. The answer. Um, well, first, let's talk about visibility and profitability because many people may not know this concept. It's the foundation of everything I teach. It's a three-step process. Uh, it begins with visibility. First, you have to be visible in the community. People have to know who you are and what you do. Then you have to establish credibility where people know who you are, they know what you do, and they know you're good at it. Then and only then can you get to profitability where people know who you are, they know what you do, they know you're good at it, and they're willing to pass you referrals. So what you're talking about is within BNI, and, and I think this can apply outside of BNI, how do you move as quickly as possible from visibility to credibility to profitability? Correct? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, so it's all about relationships. It is as simple and as complicated as that. Credibility is getting to a position of relationship um, networking. You want to really build a relationship with that person where you know, like, and trust that individual. One of the things that we do in BNI, and, and, and anyone who's listening to this, you can pick up a, a book called um, World's Best Known Marketing Secret uh, or Business by Referral, but I know it's in World's Best Known Marketing Secret called the Games Exchange. It's an acronym. It stands for Goals, Accomplishments, Interests, Networks, and Skills. When, when you do a one-to-one -one with somebody, so you want to move to profitability, I'd recommend just do as many one-to-ones with people as you can and do the gains exchange where you exchange your goals, accomplishments, interests, networks, and skills, and they do the same for you. Now, when I first tried this out years ago, tried it out in a BNI chapter, and there were two guys who'd been in the chapter for almost a year together. They'd never given each other referrals, really didn't even know each other well. They you know, knew each other, but not well. And I'll never forget, we were doing this exercise, and one of the two guys looks at me and he says, I, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, why? He said, this is exactly what he said, because it's, it's weenie. I said, it's what? He said, it's weenie, it's silly, I, you know, I don't need to know this stuff. I'm like, okay, well, just do this for me, because I want to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then it, I'm going to have a review, just, just write in the review. It's weenie, I, it didn't work. So he said, okay, fine. So these two guys are sharing these this information. They get to um, 
accomplishments. No, they get to networks and they talk about sports because they said one of one of my networks is my son's um, soccer league. And he said, "I'm a coach." And the other guy said, "Really, you're a coach of your son's? So am I." Forget about uh, networks and uh, forget about the skills. They never got to that. They spent the entire time talking about soccer. And here's the amazing thing: within a few months, they started passing referrals to each other. Now they'd known each other for more than a year, but once they found out that they were both soccer coaches and they really focused in on that, they would give each other uh, ideas, coaching ideas. They would, they actually went and scouted for each other. So they moved quickly from visibility to personal credibility. It wasn't even professional credibility, but once they hit that personal credibility, boom, they flipped to profitability very quickly. That's a long story to a short answer of it's all about relationships. It really is. The more you go deeper on building relationships, the more likely you are to, to get there. By the way, I did another book called, um, it's a bizarre title, Business Networking and Sex, Not What You Think. It's about the difference between men and women and how they network. So we had three guys here on the phone. We found in, we surveyed 12,000 people. We found that men tend to be more transactional and women tend to be more relational in their networking. So men tend to go right for the sale. Women build the relationship first. Not every man, not every woman, but when you survey 12,000 people, you get some, some uh, you know, common characteristics. So um, focus on the relationships. Oh, thank Great you very much. Advice. Yeah, thanks for the call, Justin. And um, yeah, focus on those relationships. That, that is, uh, is great advice. You know, years ago, uh, Ivan, I, uh, I had a chance to speak with uh, Don Campbell. I don't know if you've met Don Campbell. He's the founder of the Real Estate Investment Network, Rain, here in Canada. And I remember Don always said that the, the size of your network is equal to, to the size of your net worth. So he was talking about relationships. That's exactly what he meant. He said, you've got to build large, you know, large networks and have great relationships with these people and, and add value to each other. Now, yes, let's come I, back. I think I would layer something into that, though. Um, it's not just the size of your network. It, I think it's, you know, it's, you know, the old expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes. I don't think it's what you know or who you know. It's how well you know each other that counts. So I, I have a massive uh, network if you, can't be, if you can't be an eye into it. It's massive. 238,000 members as of yesterday. Um, the problem, the, the thing is, not just the size of the network, it's can you pick up the phone, call somebody, would they take your call, would they, would they answer the phone for you, and, and if you had a favor to ask, would they be willing to do it? So it's not just the size of the network, I think it's the quality of the network, as well as the size of the network that really makes for a powerful personal network. So have, have quantity, but have real good quality with that quantity, especially... Yeah, you know, if you don't have the quality... It, you're not going to get the profitability very easily because you don't have the strong relationship. And, and that makes sense in business and outside of business, I might add. Yes. So let's come back to scaling. You were going to give our listeners kind of that number one uh, thing that they need to know. Yeah, here's the number one thing they need to know because it's the number one mistake I see in, in the 33 years of running BNI and four or five years as a consultant before that. Um, you want to be successful in business? Do six things a thousand times, not a thousand things six times. <laughs> I'll repeat that. <clears throat> do six things a thousand times, 
not a thousand things six times. I constantly see business people chasing bright, shiny objects. Ooh, look at that. Let's try that idea. Oh, oh, you have another idea. Let's try that. And they do it a handful of times. And they don't get success. And they, and they feel like, well, this didn't work. I'm going to try this. Oh, well, that didn't work. I'm going to try that. You want to be successful, you've got you to take six things and do it a thousand times. Now, look, it doesn't have to be six. It can be five. It can be seven. But you do a handful of things and you do it over and over and over again. Now, how do you determine what six things? You determine that through a number of ways. Reading books like the E-Myth. Uh, hiring a coach like what you do. Coaches can help guide you into a direction as to what are the handful of things that you need to be doing over and over again. You read books, you watch TED Talks, you, you have virtual mentors, and from all those sources, you determine what resonates for you based on actual success from other people. So don't just take anybody's advice. Take the advice of people who you know are successful. Who so have been there before you. Things and then you do it a thousand times. So it's the people who've been there before you then. That's who you take advice from. Yeah. Don't take advice from just anyone. You know, in B&I, when we have conferences, we tell tell the directors we have a traffic light system. uh, And we tell directors, if if you've got, when somebody gives you advice, ask them where they are in traffic lights. If they're in red, (laughs) throw that, throw your notes out. (laughs) Don't do anything they're telling you to do. If they're in green, take copious notes and follow them uh, closely. So... You know, and, and, and that's interesting. So, what about that listeners that, that that listener out there that's that's hearing us chat, and he's going, but but Ivan, I've got a new business. You know, I have to do a thousand things, right? I don't have any money. I don't have a lot of clients yet, and so I've got to you know I've got to do the marketing and the sales, and I've got to write the content to deliver on on the material, and and I could go on and on. There's probably fifty things they're doing. What do you say to them? How do they do six things? A thousand yeah, times. Yeah, well, look, when I'm talking about six things, I'm talking about strategic things. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the day in and day out stuff, although you do need to move out of that as quickly as possible. Um, you know, if you're, if you're working in the business, then you're just going to make a salary for the rest of your life. You're not going to really scale your company. And so I recognize the fact that um, sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do to get to do what you want to do. I'll repeat that. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to do what you want to do. So my advice to that person is, as quickly as humanly possible, get people to do the stuff that's not um, what, what excites you. An entrepreneur is either working in their flame or working in their wax. When they're in their flame, they're on fire, they're excited, they love what they're doing. When they're in their wax, it takes all their energy away. So the first thing you need to do is to determine what's your flame, what's your wax different for different people. And it's different over time. What used to be my flame turned into my wax after 30 years. So, you know, it does change. So think about what's your flame. Now, that's where you need to be spending your time is doing those things. What's your wax? Hire people to do it. Now, someone, someone said to me once, I can't afford to hire them. I say to them, you can't afford not to as soon as possible. Because if you're in your flame, you're going to be twice as productive which means you'll be making more money so you can pay for that person. So start, rather than hire someone, um, bring in an outsider, bring in an independent contractor, have someone do something part-time to free you up to do the things that are in your flame so you can make money. 
and figure out what the handful of things are to do to be successful in business and work towards achieving them. I can give you one more idea if we have time. Yeah, we have time and then we'll have to go to break. Okay, so here's, here's how I started. This is how I chunked down that very question. I wrote, when I started BNI, I wrote an organization chart with 15 different primary roles and there'd be people reporting under them. 15. Now, at that time, it was me and two part-time employees. So it was the equivalent of two people. I wrote an org chart for 15 different managerial positions. I put my name in all 15, that, in, in, the, in the items within that 15 that I was doing the functions. I put the two women who were part-time for me, and there was a, they were in about three or four other positions. So I was in 11, they were in four in terms of the work we were doing. My goal was as quickly as possible to get my name out of 14 boxes. That's so that, and I did that gradually. It took five years, but I gradually moved my name out of 14 of those 15 boxes and put other people's names in. I had a goal. I had a system. I then had a process, and then I was a dog with the bone to accomplish that. So it doesn't have to be overnight, but you have to have aspirational goals to narrow it down to focus on the things that you do best, to work in your form. That's great advice. That yeah, it really does. And uh, we'd have to cut the break here in a second. But I, I just wanted to add to that because when I started Sonic Coaching a number of years ago, I did the same thing. And I think I was trying to count them as, as you were speaking. I had 11 boxes. Right, so I had eleven yeah. different boxes on, let's call it my org chart, and uh, and knew that this is kind of where I wanted to go. And since then, of course, it's adjusted and tweaked and moved a little bit. But uh, I mean, if if you don't have that vision long term, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? And that's what this does for you. So we're going to go to break. Yes. And um, can I just one thing, one real yep. quick thing? Keep that. I wish I'd have kept it. I didn't keep it. Keep it. Put frame it. Ten years from now, twenty years from now, you'll want to put that on a frame and stick it up on your wall. That's a great idea. Thank you. So we're going to uh, go to break. And for those of you listening, uh, just like Justin did, uh, give us a shout if you have a question for, uh, for Ivan. 1-866-472-5790. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. 
Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. For those of you just joining us, uh, I'm with uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner, founder of Business Networking International, otherwise known as BNI. Uh, we've talked uh, on the show already. We've covered uh, scaling. We've talked a lot about leadership. And so, Ivan, I want to go to BNI next, and I really want to share a personal story here. Is um, maybe even a couple, but uh, as you know, I, I was a member of BNI for eight years. And, uh, you know, in my early days, you know, I went for a coaching certification. I was down in San Diego. I was fortunate enough to be in a hotel where there was a BNI meeting going on. And, you know, not being the shy type, I, I kind of walked in the room and said, hey, what do you guys do? And so they explained it to me. I, I checked out BNI when I came back into, into Calgary, flew back home. And um, I will tell you that in my first two years, that's, that's when most businesses struggle. And I was struggling a little bit uh, getting clients. And I think I would have failed had it not been for BNI. Like BNI is what you know helped me build the relationships, uh, you know, get get the referral partners, and move the business forward. And you know, uh, just a little bit of a side story. You know, BNI is, you know, I, it's I, I've met some amazing people, but I, I'll tell you, you know, it's all about tracking the referrals in BNI, as you know. And so how those are tracked for our listeners is, you know, there's a slip of paper that goes around the room and, and now it's it's moved more to electronic, I understand. But uh, in the early days, mm -hmm. it was a piece of paper. And the best referral I ever got, Ivan, was it was an acupuncturist who was in my BNI group and she handed me a referral slip for who today is, is my life partner, Maria Riston, who's also an acupuncturist. So, you know what? My best BNI referral ever had nothing to do with business. So thank you for that. Hey, my pleasure, and I have a similar story. I met my wife in BNI as well. It's not meant to be a dating service, but it's amazing how many marriages and relationships there are uh, because of BNI. Because they get to know you really well. You have those great relationships in business. They say, you know what? I, I think you really need to meet this person, right? And that's what happens. Yeah. I've seen yeah, that happen, right. you know, over and over again. So so let's talk about BNI. I mean, you know, there's lots of networking that happens out on the planet, lots of networking organizations out there. Justin said he had been part of several, and, and this is the best one ever for him when he called in. How is BNI different? What makes BNI work for businesses? And is it for every business? And And I... Don't know if I acknowledge uh, Justin, but uh, Justin, I, I appreciate your comments about BNI, and, and Oliver, I appreciate your comments as well. Um, so, B, you know, BNI is a, for those of you who don't know, is a, a platform for business people to um, build their business through referrals, to generate uh, lifelong referrals, and um, it it differs in the sense that 
when I was looking for building my business as a business consultant, I went to a lot of networks that were very mercenary, and it was just all about, you know, sales, and I'd leave those meetings feeling like I had been slimed, and I needed to go get a shower because everyone was trying to sell to me. Then I went to other groups that were very social, and there was no business done, and I wanted something in between. I wanted something that had had a focus on business, but also was about building relationships. And I think what makes BNI different is that we've merged those two and the glue that holds it together is our principal core value, giver's gain. This idea that if you want to get business from people, you have to be willing to give business to other people. And so we're focused on business within the philosophy of giver's gain. And we have core values that include accountability and recognition and lifelong learning. These are all things that I think set aside BNI uh, from the other organizations. We spend more time training our leadership teams how to run an effective BNI meeting than any other organization in the world, literally 150, 200,000 person hours a year um, training people how to do this because we, you're not taught in school. So these are some of the things that set BNI aside. That plus the fact that we generated $13 billion worth of business for our members last year. That's just, you know, just, I, I need to repeat that, Ivan. That's a B, not million. It's $13 billion yeah. globally transacted among the membership. You know, it's funny because the, uh, the Moji Ajeli, the director for Southern Alberta here for B&I, uh, you know, Moji Love and I Moji. know each other well. well, well. Yeah, and I know her well as well. And, and you know, every time she, she would come into meetings, she, you know, at the end, she'd say, and, and just remember, missing a B&I meeting can be hazardous to your wealth. And, of course, yes. that's so true, right? Yeah. Now, is it is it for every business, Ivan? Like, does does it work for the guy who's selling, I don't know, commercial light bulbs, as an example? <laughs> well, you, you you must know my commercial light bulb story. I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, look, I learned. I didn't think so at one point. I I thought that there were some businesses that just wouldn't work well in in um, uh, in BNI. And we had a guy years ago. His name was Nord, Nordy. I remember him well. Nordy Turchin who was a commercial light bulb salesman. And I said, Nordy, nobody, nobody sells commercial light bulbs in b I don't think it's going to work for you. And he's like, you're telling me I shouldn't join? And I'm like, oh, you know, buyer beware. Turns out that um, Nordy said, no, I'll, I'm going to join. I'll do fine. Now, he sold commercial light bulbs. Not the kind of light bulbs that you could put in in your office or your house, or you couldn't give them a mercy referral. You know, here's a, here's, I'll be a referral. Yeah, I'll buy something from you. These were commercial lights. And... He ended up, um, within a year, winning a sales contest with his company where they sent him on an all-paid, uh, all-expenses-paid trip um, to the Caribbean. And i never forget him saying, he, you know, you tried to talk me out of joining, and I've gotten so much business. I've learned that it's more about the person than it is the profession. I've seen printers fail in BNI, and they shouldn't. They are, the, like, a perfect profession to be in BNI. And I've seen commercial light bulbs light bulb salesmen succeed. The one thing they have in common is they have the right attitude and the right commitment uh, to working with their fellow members. So it's more about the person than profession. Yeah, I agree. Because I, you know, having been a member for so many years and uh, and a president of a couple of chapters um, in the past, I have seen, you know, certain professions do well and certain professions fail in the same chapter. And it had nothing to do with the profession. It was the person. It was the individual. Yeah. And, they're, they're, and again, their willingness, as you mentioned earlier on the show, to have those one-on-one face-to-face meetings and to, to really understand each other and help each other out um, and get to know each other at that deep 
personal relationship level. Now, um, I, you know, I read one of your recent blogs, and let's be honest, because some some of some people out there are still doing the, you know the traditional networking, and so if you're going to go to a traditional networking meeting, one of the one of the comments that you made was you have to have your referral partner's business cards with you. So tell us about that, because that's not something I think most people would think of doing. They'd say, well, I'm going to a networking meeting. I'm going to bring my own business cards. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Well, whenever possible, you want your referral partner's business cards with you. If you don't have them with you, then, then you know you get that person's card so that you can send it to them. But the idea is that it's much more effective to give a referral if you're giving that other person's business card. Yeah, I know somebody that could help you with that problem. Would you like me to make an introduction? Yes. Uh, you know, I happen to have a copy of their card here. Here's their card. Uh, if you give me yours, I'll give it to them. I'm going to see them next week. I'll give it to them and uh, let them know uh, to contact you. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for. So then do you mind if I write on the back of your card so that I can share this with him when I see him next week? It's that kind of thing. You, you know, you don't, you, you don't just get somebody's card and, and walk away and then hand it to somebody. You, if you can do a card exchange and if you could get some additional information, then you're going in with a, a higher tier referral, a higher higher level referral for the person uh, beyond, hey, this guy's looking for somebody in your business. That's that's a pretty low level referral. Right. Okay. Excellent. So I, I want to talk about, you've got a book coming out called okay. Networking Like a Pro. Can we talk about that a little bit? Like, I'm sure yeah. if people are out there networking and even if they're in BNI or if they're doing something else, you know, what what are some of the, the you know, the little things, you know, maybe we can get a little bit of a sneak peek on, on what you're going to be, you know, saying in the book. Like, what would you, what would you say? Like, what's coming out? What's in the book? Well, in Networking Like a Pro has been released. It's the second edition uh, of the book and uh, just came out uh, recently. And you can get it uh, at uh, most major bookstores and, uh, of course, on Amazon. Um, the, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how the book opens up. It talks about the, what I call the networking disconnect. Uh, I did an event in London years ago, and there were 900 people in the room, and I asked them all, how many of you are here today? Raise your hands, hoping to possibly uh, sell something. All the 900 people raised their hands. So great. It was a networking event. I was the keynote. I said, great. Second question, how many of you are here today hoping to, you know, maybe just possibly buy something? No one raised their hands. Not one single person. Ivan, I just want to yeah. jump in. I did the same thing at a BNI meeting where we had over 100 visitors in the room and I asked the visitors the same question. I had the exact same yeah. results. 100 hands went up and zero hands went up when, you know, both right. actually wanting to buy something. Right. I've been talking about this for a while. And so uh, it, it's, it, it, that's what I call the networking disconnect. People show up at networking events wanting to sell, but nobody's there to buy. And then, you know, and I, and I say that's a mistake, and there's people say, well, then why should I go to a networking event? You don't go to a networking event to sell. You go to a networking event to build relationships, to move through the VCP process. If there's somebody you don't know, you're beginning a visibility. If it's somebody you do know, you're working towards credibility. If it's something you do know, and you, somebody you do know and you know them well, you're working towards profitability. If it's someone that you're at profitability with, it's a, it's a touch point to maintain that relationship. And so you go to networking events to move through the VCP process, not to close a sale. Look, you don't go to networking events just to sell something. You, you, does it happen? Yeah, people will 
stumble over business, but even a blind squirrel can find a nut. This isn't about finding a nut. This is about getting ongoing referrals. Networking is more about farming than it is about hunting. It's about cultivating relationships. And that's probably one of the core themes of the book is the idea that it's more about farming and building relationships. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. There's now, we've got about two minutes, way, there's an app about two minutes with it. left. The, the book has the networking scorecard in the back, and okay. there's a free app that you can get called the networking scorecard based on the second edition of Networking Like a Pro. The, net, the networking scorecard. So we've got about a minute and a half left, Ivan. So, you know, just in wrapping up, you know, what else would you like our listeners to know? Where, where can they go for more information and, and how can they, you know, get some resources that, that you've been talking about? Two places. If, if you're at all interested in BNI, go to BNI.com. BNI.com and get information on that. And I have a ton of free content, including a lot of videos, up on my blog at IvanMeisner.com. That's Ivan, I-V-A-N, Meisner, M-I-S-N-E-R, IvanMeisner.com. I've been blogging since 2007, so 11 years of uh, blog content twice a year, uh, twice a week. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ivan. I, I know I've learned some things. I, I, our listeners can't see me, but I took a, took a bunch of notes while we were speaking. So, you know, it was an honor having you on the show. And uh, as you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in BNI, big fan. And uh, I, it's you. one of the strategies, you know, when we're talking about, you know, marketing strategies and, and how to grow your business with my clients, it's definitely one that we have a conversation about is, uh, you know, have you considered um, joining a referral uh, marketing group uh, like BNI? And so um, for our next show, listeners, uh, the, you know, we're going to be talking about the six easiest way to generate leads. And uh, I will give you a little bit of a hint. One of them has a lot to do with what we talked about today. So we're just going to build on, on what we talked about today. So that'll be our next show uh, next Tuesday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. So, Ivan, thank you again. It was a pleasure. And perhaps we can have you on the show again in the future. Anytime, Oliver. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.